Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You know, one of the messages of our time and... You know, this is, to me, I think about what people are bringing into the world. And I think about the brilliance of their message. You know, when I do that, I hear things like embodying your higher self. And when I hear something like that, I always wonder, how do we know how to do that? But then if you're interested in knowing how to do that, then you're going to want to know about Michelle Champaka. And the reason you are is because tools for conscious living is what she is passionate and purposeful about. You know, Michelle has been living in Bali since 2002 when I started to think about going to Bali, but never made it. Um, and, and when you hear that, when you hear the word Bali, what does that say to you? I know for me, what that meant to me years ago and still does today is a way of living that has such an energy and a vibration of healing, of energy, of natural uh, mediums for psychic energy. When I think about that, what was the draw for all of us that thought, wow, I want to go there? But Michelle actually did. She has helped <laughs> hundreds of people overcome depression, fears, phobias, anxiety, confusion. And boy, I'll tell you, that is, that is truly a gift. You're going to hear about our story today, how it started, but also what does it mean to bring all of who you are to the forefront? She has a mission quite similar to my mission when I started. Her mission is to touch millions of people's lives so that consciousness will spread throughout the world. My mission 16 years ago, one year was to reach just like her, a million people to help them live by full out. What I know is when you hold that vision and that mission, the rest is get out of the way because it's going to be delivered. Michelle, it's great to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Pat. It's great to be on the show and um, really excited to be sharing with people about how to embody your higher self. Yeah, so um, I don't know, where shall we begin? Well, I, where we begin is this. One of the things that I, I, I look at, and I've really been looking at this in the past six months, um, I've been looking at what the energy is that is rising up for all of us to call to our higher selves of life our higher selves of integrity, our higher selves of honesty, our higher selves of social justice. I mean, when I think about what the rising up energy is, right, it also calls for us to understand that we have the capacity to rise up. And a lot of times we don't 
We don't even know that we have a higher self. And so let's yes. talk about that because once we get a hint that we actually have a higher self, well, wow, that is like an energy unleashed like no other. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And it's, it's such a, an intangible thing. Like people think, well, what does that mean? How do, I, how do I even begin to grasp what a higher self is? And for me, it's that, it's that space when I get out of the logical thinking mind and I move up and sort of up into the space, into the, uh, the sixth chakra, which is the intuitive um, third eye. It's also known as the third eye. And I move up into the crown chakra and I move out into that space where I move beyond the monkey mind and there's this beautiful energy that I feel and deep connection uh, to my, what I feel is my true self, my authentic self. And I believe that that is really what our higher self is because it enables us to access our highest potential. And it's, it's when I'm in that space that I know that I just know that I don't have to second guess myself. I don't have to um, doubt myself or um, be in a place of indecisiveness. I come into this place of purity and peace and often joy that, I, that gets ignited within me when I access my higher self. You know, the way that I think about this, and, and I, this is what I love about doing, the, do, doing these shows, is we get to talk story, which is so much fun. And talk story is an expression that I first heard in 1996 in the way that I'm referencing it today um, by a woman, um, indigenous woman, that became my mentor. Um, and what that meant to me then and means to me now is what is the story that calls us forward in our lives to demonstrate that we are fully fully embracing embodying the higher self and one of the things that i i'm really struck by today um is how stuck i've gotten in my life do you know mm -hmm. what i mean Mm, yes. You know, like, I mean, I am the woman that created crust busting because I was so stuck after I finished my degree. I was so stuck. All I could do was sit on the couch. I couldn't get off. I didn't understand it. And then this, this idea came to me about it. And I have to tell you, it became a thing. And then it was my first radio show. But I'm very fortunate because I was able to understand that my stuckness didn't have to be who I am. But so many people believe that. How do you help people through that? And when did you start knowing you had the gift to help people? Wow. Okay. Those are great questions, Pat. Um, so I, I was aware of my gift when I was as young as probably four years old and 
So I'll tell you a little story. My mother and father, on the outside, everything seemed okay. But I kept getting like these messages and intuition, something wasn't right. And I remember standing outside of our two-story yellow house in Connecticut. And my mother was standing at the door and I was standing a few steps down and I looked up at her and I said, I asked her, mom, why do you love daddy? And I remember thinking like, I didn't quite understand where I was getting this information. I didn't even quite understand what, how to process what was coming through in terms of, you know, intuition or telepathy. But something was telling me to ask her that. And she just kind of looked at me and said, well, your father is a good provider. He's a good father. And I just felt there was a lie. I, I could feel something wasn't right. But my four-year-old mind couldn't figure out how to articulate that I knew she wasn't really being totally authentic. And so that was the beginning of when I started to have telepathic experiences and I started to read people and understand what was going on. And that developed more as I got older. And, and for the other part of your question, how do I help people get unstuck? This, this is a great question. I think there's so many aspects to that question, I guess. It's looking at what is your history looking at what, uh, what limiting beliefs that people I have. Know. We created. only have an hour for the show. If you want to actually hear mine, it would take an entire <laughs> weekend retreat with you. Because, I mean, I, when I think about this, because I want you to continue uh, to talk about this, because there's this thread in the body of work that you do that is so powerful that, I, I mean, this has been, I don't like to call it a life mission because it's not, but it's that woundedness that I guess yeah. for me, I've had to overcome. I mean, not only am I crust busting, but I own a domain name with a brand that I'm going to write a book about. And it's a word that doesn't exist. It's called unstuckable. So you can see, <laughs> you can I love see it. why I was excited to talk with you. Uh, <laughs> We don't know what we don't know how to help ourselves in this area. And that's where you're coming in. You see? Yeah, that's right. That's where I'm coming in. And a lot of it is guided. You know, honestly, I can't give all the credit of my, um, emp my empathic abilities or telepathic abilities with um, psychic abilities, however you want to label it. Um, a lot of it is, is I'm getting help from my helping spirits and I call them my team. And so sometimes I'm not exactly sure if I'm on target, but then they'll let me know. And how they let me know is I get a, sort of a, like a chills of energy coming down my body to say, yep, you're on target. And so the other day I, I had a woman who was really stuck, you know, and I was trying to figure out what was going on with her. And I said, just close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to just go back in time and remember you know, that feeling that you're having right now of, of, of maybe just not feeling safe enough to be, it's not safe for me to be good enough. And I want you to go back, all the way back. And she started to remember a time in childhood when she just couldn't do the work that was given to her in the classroom. Yeah. And she was in paralysis and she was frozen and she was 
just terrified and ashamed and felt so guilty. And once we discovered that, we realized that that was the, the beginning or the root cause of this pattern of not being able to be inspired or motivated in her life, always procrastinating. Where that stuckness came from, or you know, in this current reality, was actually something that occurred when she was much, much younger. So there's a lot of investigation that we need to do to get unstuck, because unstuck may seem like a simple thing, but it's probably a lot bigger than we realize. Yeah. I want to take a short break because I want to talk with, with you about, you know, what, it, what this means for us when we are able to embody our higher self, but what it means for us in how we live. You know, what is a day in the life of living consciously look like? But more importantly, this idea of embodying your higher self, right? how do we help people remove the blocks? Because I think that for people that are listening, they're hungry to move to the next level of whatever their conscious evolution is. Yes. And we use the word stuck, right? Because that's the word we use in society or pop culture. But there's more to it. There is more to it. Where are you stuck? Are you stuck in, in your... Uh, grounding chakra. Where are you stuck? What is the stuckness from? When we come back, I would love to explore that with you. Um, how do people find out more about you, Michelle? Well, my website's under maintenance, but hopefully it'll be working very soon. They can go to spiritweaverjourneys.com. They can find out about me there. And of course, on Transformational Talk Radio, I have my podcast. Um, as well as on my website. I also have a YouTube channel, Michelle Champaka, and they can find out about me there. And they can also follow me on Instagram, Spirit Weaver. So there's a few ways people can find out about me. Yeah, that is very cool. Thank you for giving us all of that. Let's take a short break. When we come back, this is it. Just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. You have a higher self. You do. I know it. I know you do. When we come back, how do we embody it? What does that word mean? And are we seeing it right now in our society? Are we seeing heroic acts of consciousness that translate into action in our world? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Michelle Chapaka joining me here today. Michelle, look. Thank you so much for today. I mean, it's so hard in sometimes in a one hour interview, one hour conversation to really get at the depth and the breadth and the importance of your work in the world we live in today. But it's very clear to me, there is an importance in it. When I think about energy psychology and mediumship, you know, it's really fascinating because when I went back to school after multiple losses at one time and Yesterday, I had a reflection. It's so interesting we're doing this show today. Yesterday, I had a reflection with the news that I lost one person very close to me and two other people that I knew earlier in my life, like in one day, right, getting that news. Yeah. And it rocked me. It rocked yeah. me. And I thought about it for a minute. But the, the, the woman 
that from my past who, 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 who passed away over the weekend brought me back to a different time in my life and a different, a different evolution of where I was in my consciousness. I mean, I'm a work in progress. But as I think about this, I think about the points and times in my life where I've been shaken to my core so that the only thing I might do is have a glimpse of what it means to embody your higher self. Can you mm. talk to what that experience has been like for you and the people that you've worked with? Wow, that's a great question. Yeah, so for me, embodying my higher self is really living from a place from the heart and being as present as you can in every moment is is how we can embody our higher self and it's when we become distracted and ungrounded and go into reaction and judgment and fear and blame and shame and all of those lower uh, vibrational emotions that we get disconnected from the higher self so the easiest way we can embody our higher self is to remember where we are, like to even to have spatial references, to be present, to be grounded, and to come from a place in the heart. And so it's like returning, returning to that space of love, returning to that place of forgiveness. And I really love this, this very simple tool that reminds me when I'm off, kind of off center, I use the Ho'oponopono prayer. And yeah. you probably have heard of that prayer, but that's the, one of the easiest ways, I think, that people that have no idea, how do I access my higher self, start saying that prayer. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. And thank you. Powerful, and isn't it? It's so powerful and it has such a high vibrational frequency. And this is the key, you know. So, if we want to access our higher self, we need to elevate our frequency. And how do we do that? We can do that through prayer, we can do that through meditation. Of course, doing mind, body, and spirit exercises like Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga. Um, we can also do it, of course, by what we feed ourselves. As they say, we are what we eat. And so eating living foods actually changes our frequency. And so I notice, like when I go off the track and I'm eating, you know, we all go off the track and I'm eating junk food, I can feel my frequency actually changing. I can feel the vibration isn't as high as it was when I was eating more healthily. So those are some simple ways of how we can access and begin to embody. Embody is, it, it becomes who we are. It's how we always are living, you know, all the time. That's how I look at embodying. It is who we are. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, I think that you don't discover these things until something happens to you. And I remember that how I struggled and I can pinpoint the years and I'm not like that person. I'm not that, I'm not that Aquarius that can basically tell you the exact date and the exact time of an event. 
I'm more like a quadruple Sagittarius that can barely remember yesterday. But I, <laughs> but I do remember these moments in, in, that you capture in life that turn into years. And I remember this period of time that I went through, and it, it's a three-year period. Actually, one, two, three, yeah, maybe three years, starting in 1989 and going right to 89, 90, 91, and 92. And I remember this period like it was yesterday, like breathing. And it, during that period, my life changed so drastically that I'd never in my life had a change like this. I lost my job. I was six months away from a pension. I had a top job, but I had an awakening. Mm. I looked in the mirror one day and I was unrecognizable. I made a conscious choice to become clean and sober, unrecognizable. You know, the person I was looking at in the mirror was not the same person that I was yesterday. It, conceptually, I'm not saying, right. I think we're, we always have that inside of us, but I have a new level now, right? And I think this is what you're talking about. When we have those moments, we have a glimpse of who we can become. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, yes. the work you do is help us not forget those moments because I right. could have looked at that and stopped and done nothing. That's not what I did to change my life. And I remember these three years because got clean and sober after you got clean and sober, lost my job, right? Went back to school almost immediately after, as my boss was firing me, all I could think about was school. Went back to Columbia, then decided to come to Seattle, then decided to move to Seattle. Then my sister passes away and my stepmom passes away all uh -huh. in that block of time. And I think that kind of thing helped me get to a place where what I was wasn't going to work. How right. do you explain that in embodying your higher self? Can you talk about that? Now, that is the universe really giving me a wake-up call that I don't think I would have gotten any other way. But how... You know, it doesn't have to be like that. I know I had signs of that way before that to do something different for, with my life, but I, I didn't. You know, I was just listening to somebody, a luminary, who was talking about blocks, and I really loved what she had to say, that blocks are there to help, for, help us to grow uh, spiritually, emotionally, um, and in all, in all senses of the word. And I think that they, they don't have to be looked at as a negative thing. They're gifts. They're, they're our teachers. And um, I believe, you know, I've had my journey with some incredible uh, challenges in my life. And I can look back now and see that those blocks and those challenges were necessary. And that was, it was like the next step on the path to to getting to a point where I could really be someone who is teaching others about how to embody their higher self, how to reach their highest potential. So I think that was your journey. That's your story. And that's why you are who you are, Pat. I mean, I think, um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's what I'm, that's what I feel anyway about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, part of this too is you said it earlier and I want to get back to it because it's so important. Something I think happens when we have those moments, we get a new sense of knowing, right? Mm -hmm. Not like intellectual, intellectual knowing, like all of a sudden I didn't wake up and I can, I could do trigonometry or something. That's not it. But you get a new sense of knowing about a possibility for your life that perhaps you didn't, we were not aware of before. And, you know, when we come back from break, I want to talk with you about this because I think you, 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 you reference this as living consciously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when that happened to me, I had a moment or a glimpse of a moment and people ask me, how did you move to Seattle? I mean, I'm a New York, New Jersey girl. The fact that I finished my year at Columbia, didn't have a job, ended a relationship. Why would I move clear across the country? It was so odd to people that were on the outside looking in. And I had friends here in Seattle. I had come spent the summer here. And you sometimes get a sense of, even though I wasn't born in the Pacific Northwest, the minute I arrived here, it felt like home. And that's so hard to explain to people. When I Crazy. talk to people about it, they're like, that, you're like from the projects in the Bronx. How can some place so green, so beautiful, so rainy be considered your home? What do you think of that? Well, you know, again, it's like your higher self. You know, your higher self is telling you, um, you know, letting you know where where you're meant to go. And if we just listen, if we just pay attention to those whispers and to that knowing, then our life just flows so much more smoothly. It's but so many of us can be really stubborn uh, or, you know, just really, some people can be very skeptical. They don't believe in listening to that, that, that higher self or that, that whisper that they hear, uh, internal whisper. But that's actually our higher self trying to communicate with us and letting us know, if you do this, you're, this, is, this is actually the, the, the path that you, you want to take. This is the path that's going to take you to reach your goals and your highest potential. Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from break, because there, there is that moment where you get this amazing awareness, awakening. Some people call it spiritual awakening, where you start to change your life so drastically, like boom, 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 boom. The question is, when you do that, what happens next? When we come back, Michelle is going to talk about living consciously. We're going to break this down because what I want everybody that's listening to understand today in the show is not that living consciously is something for the handful of people that perhaps you thought just those people, because somehow we created a paradigm that says just those people, just the Dalai Lama, just, you know, um, um, the different saints that we, we honor, just those people. When we come back, this is a life work for Michelle. 
And she's going to walk us through how she helps people, how she helps people understand the benefit of challenge, but more importantly, live consciously throughout the process. Let's take a short break. Step into your highest potential and tune into embodying your higher self. Tools for Conscious Living with Michelle Champaka. You can listen on TransformationTalkRadio.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Michelle is an energy healer, intuitive, and shamanic practitioner dedicated to helping you heal and transform your life. For more information about sessions, coaching, and upcoming workshops and retreats, visit SpiritWeaverJourneys.com. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in, turn us on. I mean, I think it's wonderful to be able to reflect on our lives and what that means and how it and how we do that. That's why my very special guest today lives this world of embodying your higher self and tools for conscious living. How do we do that in these chaotic times? You know, how do we help ourselves stay plugged in to access our higher self? How do we do that? And why do we want to do that? Michelle, before we keep going, please let folks know again how they find out about you, but also how they can contact you. Well, they can also email me. And uh, my email is m for Michelle and then chimpaka, C-E-M-P-A-K-A at gmail.com. They can visit my website at spiritweaverjourneys.com. And they can also find me on Instagram or Facebook under Spirit Weaver. So, yeah, I would love, uh, please reach out if you have any questions. I'd be happy to answer them. Look, we've talked about a number of different things, but, you know, we are living right now in, you know, this moment. It's interesting. I got a message this moment, an email. I get emails sometimes to give me updates on what's going on. And the email that I got was, that the chaos of two weeks ago uh, seems like a, 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 just a faint memory. Um, we've moved so rapidly from that place to where we are today to a different level of it. But that doesn't mean that we're not living in chaos at the moment. We clearly are. But there's an aspect of this that I think people got a glimpse of in this time. I'm hearing stories from people that say they didn't know that living in their marriage could be the way it, it is today. I mean, there has been such changes and ahas mm -hmm. and awakenings mm -hmm. for people across yes. the board that yes. it took something like a pandemic to really shock folks into a new level of consciousness. But I don't know if that's what you mean by living consciously, but there's a new something going on out there and it's not the old something. And I, I, I think people are going to really have a struggle trying to get back to the 70 hour work week with their kids thinking, why don't you play with me like you played with me before? What do you think? Mm. Well, well, that's, it's a big can of worms. And I think there it's, Important to differentiate living consciously doesn't mean being hyper vigilant because I think people right now are in a state of hyper vigilance and, and that's uh, with hyper vigilance comes fear. So that is not the kind of living consciously that I'm uh, speaking about. 
living consciously that I'm speaking about is really always returning to self, tuning in and becoming aware of where am I at right now in this moment? What is arising within me? What thoughts, emotions, sensations, what, what am I experiencing in this moment? And really being present with whatever is showing up for you. That's how I define living consciously. Um, along with that is how do we live consciously in the world and interact with others? How do we become aware of what we say? Because I believe our word is our magic. So how we speak can create magic and beauty for, for you and for other people. And on the other hand, if we're not conscious, we can say something that can be very damaging or hurtful. So living conscious really comes for me from my background of being a Buddhist for many years and, and practicing as a Zen Buddhist. So um, that's when I really learned about how to live consciously and how to be aware of, of whatever was arising and whatever I was feeling in that moment. You know, this is so funny uh, that we're talking about this. Uh, Jessica will tell you, she, she's, she's on here producing this show. All of a sudden, and, and I, I really want to hear your take on this. All of a sudden, I am going back to some practices that I really have to attribute it to Sarah Main and um, her introduction of, of timeless ancient Sanskrit for, to mm -hmm. me. This is her whole body of work is about that Sanskrit and the lessons from it. And I'm actually wearing a bracelet she created and it has a Sanskrit um, engravement in it. But here's something I've noticed about myself. I used to have a practice of when I get up in the morning, dot, dot, dot. Now I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is I turn on my television this sounds really weird. I turn on my television to a YouTube channel and I'm, I'm sitting and listening to mantras and, ch and chants. Mm. Now, there's no real logical explanation of that. But for me, I have to have it going on in the background. And I often wonder about that you know, maybe it's my own situation about being sheltering in place for as long as I have. But I think mm -hmm. there's something longing to come out. And I wanted to hear what your thoughts are on that. It, you know, this idea of finding clarity in the midst of chaos, I think it's hungry to come out. What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that everybody is, is, is now functioning in a very different way. And a lot of people are realizing that they've been ignoring whatever has been arising within them and they're needing tools, uh, whether you're subconsciously reaching out for the chants and the mantras, something within you, your higher self is telling you, this will be nourishing for your, your soul. This is food for your soul. This is what you need right now to, to maintain your balance. To, to maintain clarity in your life. And so you're just sort of, without even realizing it, you're, you're just gravitating to what it is you need. But it's always gonna be something different for everybody else. And I think I, I may say to somebody, you know, why don't you try meditating 
this is going to help ease your anxiety. But that person might say, I, I really can't sit still. I can't meditate. So recently I was teaching an online trading called Radiantly Well, and I was introducing many different tools, uh, some Qigong, uh, dynamic Osho Chakra meditation. I was uh, showing them sitting meditation, breathing meditation. And so I was sharing a variety of tools and some people gravitated to certain one, uh, exercises, other people uh, gravitated to different ones. But the end result was, is that they were able to cultivate some peace and calm. And it's through that place of peace and calm that we can come into clarity. Mm. Um, when you think about your life's work and you think about the evolution of you, you know, I, I often think of, about what then is around the next turn. And I think I'm going to go ahead and skip the break here for, for a moment. And what I mean is, what is around the next turn? You know, when you're looking at this is you, your range of gifts and talents in the world is enormous. You're working with people all over the world to help them heal, to remove blocks, right? You know, what is your sense of what we need to do, you know, to be that conscious living entity that we're, we're, that we're built to be, really? Wow, that's a big question. What do we need to do? Um, I know, I'm all about the do yeah, it. Right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, some of the things I shared is what we need to do, but I think, I think to simplify it a little bit, is we need to be willing to let down our barriers. And this is something I've been working with for a while, to, to let down our barriers, our walls. Some people have such a big wall built up around them. And we have to let go of those barriers and be willing to be vulnerable. And this is something that's terrifying for people to really open up and really ignite that, that passion, that those feelings of desire, of love, of, of yearning to really tap into those feelings rather than anesthetizing ourselves with Netflix or playing endless video games or avoiding our lives in however ways we've been trying to avoid our lives through stuffing our face with too much food. Um, it's time to get real. It's time, you know, we can't, it's, this is an unprecedented time that we're going through. And, um, and I know that it, it's, it's been incredibly challenging for so many people, myself included, but I know that it's pushed me it's pushed me to, to break out, to break out and break through. It's time to break out of our shells and break through. Yeah. You know, it's really funny that you, you said it like that because I, I referenced this experience of 1990, right, to a little bit earlier, the beginning of the program. And the reason I referenced it is because my sense of, and I can only talk to myself, right, about myself, but my sense of where I am today feels very similar. And the only difference between then 
Michelle, and now for me is I know what that feeling means and what I'm called to do and how I'm called to be. I know that today. So the job is up to me to make that happen now because I know that if I don't do it on my own, that I probably will go through the exact sequences of things that happened back then. Um, But I'm aware enough to know that this is a time to really step out. Those of us that have a platform that can step out, this is really the time for us to find, you know, that true north, to find that place within ourselves that has been bottled up in there, you know, blocked from unleashing its true nature and coming forward. And that is the higher self. And I just think it's screaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's, it is like watching a Netflix movie that is, you know, you're dying to get to the end of the series because you want to know the ending, right? Yes, I know that feeling too. And I'm right, not saying exactly. I'm, I'm totally against Netflix. Uh, sometimes I, need, I honestly need to zone out. Um, I'm with you right there. There's you know, no question sometimes, about it. Yeah, and I, I want to just say something about that because I know there's a lot of empaths out there. And I'm not the only empath who's feeling so much intensity of what's happening in the world. And so I want to share a little tool with all of you uh, that I know will help so much. And um, I've shared it with quite a few of my clients. And it's very simple. You just go into the heart space and with full intention say, I totally and completely disconnect from the collective consciousness of fear, of anger, of control, whatever you want to add to that. I totally and completely disconnect to the collective consciousness of fear, anger, control, anxiety. I totally and completely disconnect from the collective consciousness and unconsciousness of fear, anger, control, and anxiety. Because I, I know as an empath, there will be people listening to this that are empathic. And um, I know that this will help you. Yeah. I meet in certain community circles every day. And I, I'm really struck by how many of us are reflecting back on our past. I mean, I just did it in this show. Right. right? Um, I'm also like really aware of a rite of passage, so to speak. You know, when somebody you know from your 20s passes away, right? And you have a sense of that and you have a sense of that vulnerability. Um, And then somebody in your immediate circle who you thought would never pass away, passes away in a very unusual situation, right? And sometimes you have a moment where you think you can make sense of it and your mind starts to go absolutely in circles, almost in a rhythmic chant of limitation. Yes. Right. right. Because we're capable of that. Just like me listening to what I listen to. Also the mind can go in that. How do you help people, if not stop it, but slow this down? Well, that takes, that, uh, that's taken me a lot of years of mind training. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, it's still sometimes uh, 
it's an issue for me as well. Um, but I can say some simple things to do is again, come back to the present, breathe in deeply, full body breaths, breathing in. It's about getting back in the body because when we're up here, we're, 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 getting, we're getting out, we're getting out of the body, we're getting in the head. And so the breath brings us back into this moment. Such a simple thing, but so powerful. Doing like five to 10 deep full body breaths will get you out of here. It'll completely shift your mind. And the other thing is do something else. Get up and dance. If I'm feeling down or depressed, I start to shake and move my body, which is moving the energy, right? We need to move the stuckness in the body, the stuckness in the mind. Start moving. You've been sitting too long behind the desk. Move the body, whether you like to dance, whether you want to do some jump rope. You need to move energy. When we're getting stuck, we're, the energy's stuck. So remember, everything is energy. You just have to change what you're doing. Yeah, and I, that's really why I was so excited to talk with you today because, you know, there is, and in, in this, I think, is really the next challenging frontier because as we go back to a certain way of being, and I say that we will try very hard to go back to a certain way of being, a way of being than that we were at three months ago. We will try very hard to go back to that. We will be challenged. We will be asked. Bosses, you know, will ask you to come back to the way you were. And yet millions and millions and millions and millions of people are no longer like that person. We can never go back. It's, it's never going to happen. It's never going to be the same. And actually, I don't want it to be the same. Exactly. Because what we had and we considered normal wasn't, wasn't healthy for the planet, wasn't healthy for the world. Um, we'll never go back. And I, I hope that people realize that moving forward, there's so much more possibility. And um, I believe that, I guess that's the blessing of this pandemic, right? Is it's, it's given us the gift of, of really self-discovery, of learning who we are on a whole new level and, and, and beginning to understand how to connect with our higher self. I mean, more and more clients are coming to me for the first time. They've never understood that, but they want to know more. And I think that that pandemic has been, that's been the gift of that in terms of um, embodying your higher self and wanting to go within and learn more and uncover whatever is uh, causing you to feel stuck, whatever is limiting you, clearing those limiting beliefs, moving into something greater. And uh, we're seeing it in our hosts that are coming to us. I mean, it just happened to me over this weekend. Um, I've been working with two folks in particular that are, one of them has, the, has a passion and purpose and it's visible in the world and absolutely wanted a redo, not change it. And then over the weekend, um, I watched, you know, a woman who is getting ready to take her message out there, have an epiphany 
I have an epiphany uh, and, and I'm, it's drastic. It's like, you know, I know you've built this website for me. I know, but that's not it now. It's gotta be mm. this other thing. So what it does is, and, and she was kind of afraid to tell me, of course I expect this because I've seen it over and over and over right, again. It doesn't matter right. how many, how many websites you build for people, they have an awakening and that awakening changes everything it changes the colors they like and so she said to me we need to redo everything and i you know how i knew that it was coming i stopped working on it ah so you already have that knowing it because it wasn't starting to fit what she was saying yeah, right my sense is that is happening a lot but aren't aren't you isn't the work that you do this is, these are the services you provide. See, because you will help people stay true to their nature. And a lot of times we get afraid. So I would like to hear from you in these minutes we have left, the work that you do to help people stay in that place, mm. that place of higher consciousness. Thank you. Well, I, you know, I have studied many modalities, as you know, and one of my favorites is working in shamanism. And the reason why I love shamanism and the tools is because it's all about getting people to recognize that they are their own healer. And so they, I, take, I guide them on a journey, they meet their power animal for the first time, and they start to learn how to really embody um, their higher self and be empowered and come from this power-filled place and so that's one of the ways that I help people through shamanism I also help people with reprogramming um, to discover what their limiting beliefs are and delete those programs and install new positive beliefs and additionally I help people with clearing fears phobias and traumas with my own modality called ETRCC emotional therapy through Reiki chakra clearing which combines energy psychology with Reiki and it's wow. You know, the, the things that happen in those sessions are really incredible. And I've worked with people with PTSD and in one session it was cleared. So I, I just really want to help people to step into the greatest version of who they are. And I do that through giving them tools, but also I support them in their healing and transformational processes. And that is what you do. And, you know, I'm really struck by the fact that, you know, you just shared something that I never thought in my lifetime ever that I'd be able to take a transformational journey like the work that you do, you mm. know, and what I've now realized today, this is so funny. You should have been on the call with me yesterday when I was talking to one of our hosts. What I learned is, in 1997, as I'm back in school, what are the odds of me working for a consulting firm, get in school, they're flying me to school, I'm doing a big consulting gig up at Snohomish County PUD, and my boss comes in, bangs on the table, and says, you, I want you to go in the desert with Sidonia, the woman that I went, and I want you to go in the desert with her on a vision quest, and I want you to steal all of her ideas so we can do it in corporate America. 
Wow. Spirit is so smart because Spirit knew out of all the people in the room, he picked me who would never do that. <laughs> never do that. Oh. Um, but that was for me. It's hard to explain to folks. Sometimes you need to have that journey experience, right? You have yes. to do it. And sometimes you can do it in your home. But honestly, for the, the kind of awakening I needed to have, I needed to go out to the high desert with this woman, be out there on Vision Quest, <laughs> sitting up on a hill with just water, talking to, to mountain lions and lizards and getting it. My animal totem is a turkey vulture and a rattlesnake. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that story, Dr. Pat. Yeah, sometimes that's what we have to do. We have to do those extreme vision quests to really have that awakening. But isn't but, that uh, part of what you do and you understand in helping the people you're with? And I yeah. said to a host yesterday, I said, you have to get away. Just go away. Take that yeah. money, that, that money you were going to give us. And you know what? Take that money. Go away. Get on a retreat. Go with somebody. Go and immerse yourself in something that, so you can heal. People need to heal. Absolutely. 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 And healers need to heal themselves. And that's why um, I always dedicate a certain amount of um, funds, finances to my own personal development and healing. Uh, we have to stay clear if we're going to help anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, it dawned on me, I was looking at you know, the body of work you do and what you call yourself and the work that you do, these journeys. I was just looking and I said to myself, Pat, when was the last time you were on a spiritual journey? When was the mm -hmm. last time you literally were a, was away from work? Mm. It's time. Yes. Michelle, thank you for today. Um, Thank you. Please, I w would love to know how people can take this journey with you, can heal. How do they yes. find out more about you? Well, they can definitely come to my website at spiritweaverjourneys.com or just email me uh, at mchimpaka, C-E-M-P-A-K-A at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Pat. It's been such a pleasure to be on your, on your show. And I want to ask you this last thing. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Hmm. Just really love and nurture you. Take care of you. Remember that you are precious and you're here. You're here on this planet Earth for a reason. And however great or small. And you matter. So value you. Thank you so much for what you do. Namaste. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot.